In the Pits is sponsored by Hustletown Paintball. Hustletown is a brand by Jason Tinsley of Houston that is all about representing Houston paintball and highlighting its local talent. Head to hustletownpaintball.net to browse their selection of casual wear and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message getdat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get Dat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everybody to episode 45 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith, I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode we are going In the Pits with Geo Cardell. Player for Austin Notorious D4. Gio, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good, man. Thank you for, for having me. Thanks for the invite, and then it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. It's good to have you on. You've been tearing it up lately. You are a man on fire in D4, uh, having uh, you know coming off some pretty big wins and some pretty big MVP awards. So uh, let's, let's get started. So Gio, for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Uh, it's been a while, man. Uh, when I first started to play paintball, it was around 2002. And my brother and I used to go pretty much every weekend. Uh, every weekend we will be playing like for like three years straight. And we, we used to play about against FSU, TOG, but they were very little. I mean, Logan was a kid. Uh, same with White Smoke. He was a kid. Like, I remember them being little, like kind of like my kids now. Uh, but it's just been a, it's been a ride. Like we, my brother and I just to play like every week, every weekend, every Sunday we were there for like three, almost four years straight. It was just talking to the guys. Um, we will always try to jump to see if we can like help them practice. Mm-hmm. But some of them kind of, were kind of iffy cause they had already their guys and they're like, we're practicing for a tournament. So we were just there to take our reps, and uh, we took a long break 
from like 2005 to till 2016. That's when I came back to tournaments. Back in 2002, we used to play at um, Constant Action. I don't know if you remember where that was. No, I, 2002, I was, what, six years old, seven years old? So, <laughs> Dang. yeah, that's before well, my time. Uh, yeah, well, back then it was like, uh, it was a bunch of red, uh, just red players and some tournament kids. We just to get smoked. Like, we will go out there playing. Like, I remember kids just like running us down. We were just on the bunker and like get shot like four to five times on your back. And every time I'll get shot, it's like, I need to get better. I need to get better. Because I, I didn't like getting shot four or five times in my back. So we will play. We play one tournament only. Uh, we played a petty paintball. Mm. And back then it was played with the flag in the middle. So by the time that I came back and started to play in 2016, my first tournament, like, I didn't see the flag. I didn't know the format. I had to get, like, used to everything everything new i never played it because i took a long break so coming back in 2016 it was just that's pretty much when i joined the atx kings mm-hmm. uh english john were like two of the main guys and then pretty much i started with them and it was just a long ride like we started to make some noise real quick uh when we started our first USXBL that was uh, held on Outlaw. And nobody thought that we were going to get that far, but we got second place in that tournament. And it's pretty fun. We were all pretty happy. Uh, but it's just been a long ride, just meeting a bunch of different people. Back then, I just didn't talk to a lot of guys just because of the language barrier. Mm. And... It was just hard, hard to talk to them and see, like, can I jump into your team? Can I jump into a tournament? So besides that and the long gap that I took, just since 2002. Yeah, it's a long time to be in the game. Uh, I know that I I met you in 2016 when you started showing up to Outlaw back when I was playing with the Texas Longhorns. So I've known you for, you know, seven years now. But yeah. and that's a lot more experience in the game than I thought you had. Uh, so what are some of the team names that you played for over the years? I know that you uh, started with the ATX Kings, but also like throwing some of those teams that you played back in the early 2000s. Well, back in the 2000s, I only play against them, never really play with them because it was more like when they were practicing for tournaments, like it was FSU for sure and TOG. Those are the only two names that I, I knew back then. So we play against them, but never with them. We were never got like into tournaments with them. So it was just having some practice against them, mainly. Gotcha. So you didn't really uh, join up until you came back from your break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So once you came back, who were the teams that you've played for since then? Well, we started with the ATX Kings. And then I told the guys, like, any type of tournament that you guys don't want to play, I'm going to jump in with whatever team I could just to get progress in the game. I play with the Renegades. I play with uh, Greed. I play with, um, (laughs) I know that the guys at FID, I think Colt, he came up with the name that it was called Coons and Friends. Mm. I think it was in 2017 or 18. I don't remember what year it was. 
I I play with uh, ODK, Innocent Bystanders. I played an, an event with Evo. And then I don't know if you remember Jose and Armando Serna. Yeah. Uh, we actually put a little three-man. Uh, it was called Bandidos. So we played a couple of ter- events in Houston. Yeah, remember those guys pretty well. So yeah, yeah, that's that's quite a few teams, but it uh, a lot of those names were pretty much just like one off or other series. But your main teams, even though you've been playing since 2016, you've really only been under three main programs. So it's like yeah. you played with the ATX Kings for a couple of years, and then when the ATX Kings kind of fell apart, you went over to the Innocent Bystanders. And mm-hmm. I think what just this past year or maybe two years now you've been playing with Austin Notoria since then. Yeah. So much this year only. So even with that many years of experience, it's cool that you're just staying with these established programs to kind of help help you along the way. So what would you say that as far as you know playing with programs and uh, these programs specifically, what were some things that you took away from being part of them? Well, with the ATX Kings was just a whole new experience because we were pretty much building the whole organization. So it was starting from the bottom from like jerseys, pants, getting everything together. So all of that until like we had about 24, 26 guys, something like that from D4, D, D3, D4, D5 guys. So everything just kind of fell apart in 2018, I believe. So all of that concept of like how to building up a team, like I took that from them. Innocent bystanders, uh, the owner Caesar, uh, he's pretty cool. He's a great guy. Uh, he was really good. Uh, just seeing how he will coach and got all his people together, like that was another part of like how to build a team together, how to stay connected with all of them as well. And I mean, Notorious, there been a long long in the game so just getting to know their way of like the call outs their zones they're similar to the ac program Mm -hmm. but they have certain differences just here and there so just right now i'm trying to learn all of that so i can get used to that program so they have a well-set program i just need to get used to that oh yeah i mean when you've been in tournaments for as long as they have and i i want to say they're like i mean you said you were around fsu back in like 2002 2003 so that's you know that's coming up on like 20 20 years years. of experience Mm -hmm. there so um yeah they just their their calls i mean it's definitely well established i mean they're they've built their program from the ground up grinding from division five and beginner all the way up to now they have a pro team, a division two team, a European pro team. I mean, they're massive now and it's a huge organization yeah. to be able to be a part of. Yep. Yeah. But it's just, it's just awesome to get into this big program and just trying to get in there and ball more involved. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. so let's, let's back up a little bit. So Tell us about what was it that first got you into paintball? Uh, I mean, when I first got like a marker from Walmart, one of those pump action mm. paintballs, just one shot. Uh, 
It was just shooting it on the back patio and stuff like that. But then we found out that there was actually a, a field, constant action. Uh, one of the guys that was at the office of where I worked, he talked about when he went to a field where they had like parties and all that. So we went out to constant action. And then once we saw like all the people that were doing like the red balls and then actually tournament people, I just like the sport. I mean, I've always liked different sports, but when I saw that and like shooting, moving around, trying to hide, shooting everywhere. <laughs> and then my brother and I went and this, like we both went the first time. And then after that, it was just, we're playing every weekend. So after that, it was just like, let's play. And we were just jumping from uh, constant action. Then we found out uh, La Paintball in Pflugerville. And then we went to Texas Paintball before they move all the way to to way out there, Lago Vista or Jonestown. So before just to be on 620, uh, it was still as big, but they didn't have a lot of tournament people. It was mainly right ball people. But we usually will go outlaw every single weekend. And then after that, it was just that. Just stick with the sport. I love, I, I love the sport. Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to get caught by the bug. Like when you, when you get <laughs> yeah. caught by the bug, you get caught big time. Uh, it seems yeah. that also just with the, the growth in this central Texas area of paintball, like there, this scene has exploded in the last couple of years. I'd say like seeing the huge difference in the, just the number of players, the quality of players, how many like structured organizations are around now compared to let's say 2016 when you first started. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a night and day difference. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, I've seen that since we started the Kings to now, there's a whole lot. I mean, you look at Hypnotic, they have a ton of guys now. They used to play with us, but they're just so much bigger now. And so many different teams, so much good people playing. And like now my kids are like, can we join? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and that's another thing is there's kids coming into the game now. I mean, we just mm -hmm. uh, this past week we had – the um the TKO youth division line that won Bunker Fest and they're you know how those kids are like 11 12 years old like they're yeah. you know I teach 11 year olds in my elementary school it's it's crazy how young <laughs> these kids are getting into the game now mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean my son is 10 and he's like when can I join he like comes up to me he's like are you going paintball like yeah when can I join like let's go <laughs> Yeah, it's a so, it's a great I, thing. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how far he takes it. See if he likes it. I mean, I've taken him to to, to play some 50 cal. Mm -hmm. So far he's okay with that, so we'll see if he takes the next step, maybe next year or this year. We'll see. And I I wish 50 cal was around when I had first started or maybe even when I was a kid, maybe I would have gotten into it way sooner cuz I think 50 cal like how popular it's come about in the last probably five years or so i think that's responsible for a huge growth in the scene that we're seeing now just because jumping yeah. straight to 68 is that's a pretty brutal jump for a first-time player and yeah. not only that but the just the quality of equipment that we have now for the rentals like ever since the emet came out with uh both the 68 and the 50 cal versions like it seems to just be a lot more pleasant of a first time experience. So I, I think those, uh, we're just continuing to see those, uh, 
inventions pay off uh, for our sport because a lot more people are getting involved now. Definitely. I mean, when I started, I would I used to play with kids that were like 12, 13, but they were like, please shoot me one time only. Don't mm-hmm. just ramp on me. I'm like, yes, I understand. It hurts. And it's the same. Like right now when I take my kids and it's like just one shot and that's it. But whenever, because sometimes I play with them, I have the 50 cal and they'll have mine mm-hmm. shooting at me, but they'll just keep on shooting. And I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, so. that's hilarious. It's fun, yeah. Well, I hope that uh, you know, if if your kids like it, then uh, you know, welcome them into the sport. There's definitely a place for them now. So, yeah. along those lines of those things that have changed in the last couple of years, I mean, I'm sure the change has been way more apparent for you, having taken that long break and then kind of coming back into it cold turkey so i'm sure the the differences even between 2002 to when you came back in 2016 and then the differences since 2016 to now have been pretty massive so this question is brought to us by hustletown paintball head to hustletownpaintball.net use code pit 10 for 10 percent off of your order so what are some things that you've noticed that have changed within texas paintball for better or for worse over those time periods uh, I mean, like you said, the 50 cal, the change of different like sizes on the paint for kids, especially trying to join in the sizes of the field. Like back then, uh, Outlaw was a little bit different than what it is now. Now they have two fields for the airfield. Back then, it used to be so different. It was mm-hmm. nothing but rag balls, and they only had it like a cat, little castle and like two other fields. So they they made a big difference too. And then just seeing like every field now, from the woods to the airfield, at least having one of them. And then just the amount of people. Like back then, you will see nothing but rec ball. And it was like 20, 30 people at the most. Now you see a lot of people playing on the airfield. And it's like rotation after rotation of like teams trying to jump in and like get the reps in. It's like it definitely has grown a lot ever since like 2002 till now. It's a lot. Big changes. And uh, I mean, when I came back and I was like, we need to go to Waxahachie. It's like, where's that at? And then going to Painful Fit. It's a big, big, like big experience to experience that different fields as well. Different people, different, like the way they like other teams play. Mm-hmm. As before, it just to be nothing but whoever was at Outlaw or around Austin. Now it's like fit people, Dallas, Houston people. It, I mean, I like to play against like better people all the time because that's the only way that I feel I can get better. So from back then to now, it just has exploded. Like you said, on people. Absolutely. And back then, like you used to get bunker, like five, six balls. Sometimes it happens, but it's not that often now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just from what I've heard from, other players who've been playing the game a lot longer than I have. Um, just the Texas scene has really exploded to the point where we are like the place to be as far as level of competition, the number of players, the number of teams now, like each, it's no longer just like one Texas scene where you have like one or two teams out of each field. You've got like each individual field has its own little scene. 
Uh, I know over like at outlaw, you've got, of course, the entire Austin notorious program all the way up from pro and European pro all the way down to D five. And there's, uh, I believe y'all have multiple lines in D five and D four. Uh, and then you've got the Austin hypnotic camp who has multiple D four and D five lines. You've got Austin evolution, Austin Oni. Uh, like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of teams. Uh, and that's the same story going basically to whatever field you name in Texas, like this past weekend over at X factor, um, or even the weekend before that, you know, that the box gets really crowded. You're waiting like five or six points in line just to get on the field for one spin. And it's insane to me just how big teams have become and how, how big the programs are now. And I think that we're definitely heading a step in the right direction. Like something that I've always said the last you know, couple of episodes now is that just the, it's not just the amount of teams, it's the amount of programs that are built from bottom to top that are attracting players, but also developing them and keeping them in the game. So one of the biggest things is just players are staying in for way longer. Yeah. Yep. And that's a good thing. Like you get a lot of good players from like different, like, programs and just like you said it has exploded and like you said it's like the place to be there's a lot of competition good competition so oh yeah wait to see what the next year's hold yep and uh it's also cool to see like i know you mentioned the the style differences between the different parts of texas like you can tell if a team is from fit they have a specific style like more kind of towards the the old AC Dallas style of, you know, crossing it up, keeping the zones contained and playing like really Mm -hmm. solid pocket ball uh, versus if you go to like the field in Austin, I know a couple of those teams there, they love to attack off the break, especially the snake. They love to load the snake. Uh, You know, X factor has their own style as well. Same thing with teams down in the Valley. It's really, and then of course Houston. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's cool to see, like each of their own mini scenes, like that is that makes up Texas as a whole, which makes it really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a big, big, big expansion of it. You're seeing the different styles because you you play here and practice one way, but whenever you go up to fit Houston or X Factor, is like a whole different thing. So you gotta adjust to your game. We gotta not attack as fast, slow down, which is hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's just a healthy thing for us because we get to, you know, give each other different looks, and then mm-hmm. when we when we go play these national events like the one that's coming up here in you know just under thirty six hours now, then you know we're ready for it all. So it's great yeah. to see. So this next question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts' training regimen. Messaged Paintball Kumite on Instagram for a uh to sign up for a class and mention the podcast for a free one hour introductory session so you are coming off of back-to-back wins in bunker fest d4 and usxbl d4 and you earned the mvp award in both events so let's start with bunker fest uh, notorious had to fight through a division of 42 teams which is massive it's unlike anything that texas has seen in quite a while and y'all earned, y'all went 4-0, you earned a buy into the Ocho round, and then you won four playoff matches to take the title. So tell us about your experience at Bunker Fest and what you did to earn the MVP. 
Well, Bunkerfest, uh, it was a, it's a good tournament. It was pretty good. Well run. Uh, Chris Rangel, like he's doing some work. Uh, it was a pretty good setup. But Sunday, it was a long day. Just fighting through all of those to get a bye. Like we started like at eight, nine o'clock. And we pretty much finished playing until like night, seven, seven thirty. Like the last point that we played was getting so dark. Even with the yellow lenses, it was just hard to see. There was still some light, but it was hard to see. But I mean, we enjoyed the experience, like to experience that event. Like everything went so smooth in that event, like from paint, air, everything went well. Like I just loved that event. I had a great experience. From teams, I didn't hear a lot of complainings like any other events where like they complain about the venue or like the air stations, the refs not doing a good job. Like I, I think I only heard one time, but it was just like one time and done. Mm. And it was so small. And then other than that, it was pretty good. I loved that. Yeah. Great experience overall. Good. Yeah. I know a lot of people enjoyed it for sure. And especially the teams that flew in because there were a lot of teams that flew yeah. in for that. And uh, I mean, you ended up playing what that would have been. I think you played what two prelim matches on Saturday and then you played the rest of your games yeah. on Sunday. So you would have played six games on Sunday. Yeah. So that must've been a long yeah. day. It was a long day. I mean, by close to the semifinals, I was getting pretty cramped, like cramps on my legs. Yeah, it was just like stretch, 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 stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we, I think we had a really good team. Like a lot of the guys that were playing that event, some of them had never had a first place uh, at the end of it. Just hitting that buzzer. I think what gave me that uh, MVP was just that last move when I ran through the Dorito 50. And at one point I was just posted on the outside because I could hear him on the other side and my two uh, shout out to Tyler kid too. Cause he was just yelling. He's like next to you, the Omaha. And I, I, I could just feel the bunker moving. I'm, I'm just going to wait for him. And then I was just sitting, sitting, he's not coming. So I just ran through the middle, took him out and then shipped the two guys on the inside. I think that's what gave me the MVP. Just shooting those last three guys on the overtime. It was just that last move. Yep, definitely a huge move. I mean, there's been plenty of uh, footage coming out off of that, and huge move, big big move, and a big moment in the game. Uh, and it's cool that at Bunkerfest, the MVP award is a team vote. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure that even though you had the one great move, I mean, your team must have been believing in you and how you've been performing throughout the entire weekend in order to vote for you for that award. Yeah, I mean. Well, they were all putting some work. Like, I think we were really good on the communication, on fixing anything that we did wrong on the, like on a previous game and everything just stay calm. Like, I think that's the main thing when you kind of stay well-minded, like mm-hmm. calm and don't get mad. If there's one mistake that one makes, cause we all make it. If we just stay calm, fix that mistake. I just fix everything. And it just stay cool. And like that, it was just cruising, even yeah. though it was a long day. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it takes takes an entire team. 
And yeah. Y'all, yeah. y'all were all playing really well. So, uh, and not just for that weekend, uh, going into the very next weekend. So, uh, no time off. You did it all, no. again at USXBL. You only dropped three points the entire weekend and you four owed every match in the playoffs at USXBL. So how was your experience at that event? And then again, same question for the MVP moment for you. Uh, well, there was still a long day, not as long as the previous years, seasons before. It was a long day before, uh, but it was a, a lot of good teams out there. I mean, you, I know you, we played you guys. That was a good match. That was a battle. Something's happening around that mm-hmm. <laughs> bad match. <laughs> Tyler Stees and then I don't know what the other guy was. Uh, but, like, it was good. I mean, they ran it well, like, every single USXBL. It was pretty smooth. Uh, we were just staying good communication and, like, everybody's staying on their toes. Like, I know that on this one, Skylar, Skylar Smith was coaching us. Um, he did a really awesome job. Um, and then just, I think communicating was one of the biggest thing, the same thing, staying cool. If somebody did a mistake, don't worry about it. Just fix it on the next one and just staying calm. I think that's what helped us big time. And all of the guys that were playing in Bunker Fest and then U6BL, like they were just, their communication was on, on point. And that's what gave us the time. I mean, honestly, just like Bunker Fest, we were all playing really well. And USXBO, we were like doing the same. I wasn't sure who was going to like get the MVP. That day when I got there, Cole was like, are you coming back for another MVP? I haven't thought about it. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And then at the end, whenever they give us the banner and Greg Pauly was just pulling in, I'm like, oh. And I just looked at everybody like, I wonder who's going to get it. I was surprised that I got it because we were all doing some really good work. So getting it, it was just like, it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially getting two in a row. Do you think, was there like a specific moment that you think that the, uh, that they had in mind when they awarded that to you or you think just, it was in general? I don't know if they were just, uh, I think it was in general. I don't know if the, the final, cause in the final, I was just going down their snake all the way to their side and just, taking them all out pretty much. It was thing in two of the games. I got like four pack. I don't know if that was the move. Yep. That'll do it. <laughs> so just, I mean, just by having that communication from your two guys, it was like great. And like just seeing the feel, having a good feel awareness. Cause I can like pretty much if they, if some, some of my guys call a guy, like I know where he's at. So I know that I'm free to go. So all of that communication, because I'm always listening. So I'm like, I know I can go that far, but let's go. So, yeah, probably that. Oh, yeah. Well, that, those, uh, I mean, there's there's a reason that you got two, right? You, it's not going to be a fluke in either instance. So uh, you definitely have been yeah. killing it. And you are like the man to beat. You're the single player to beat in Texas right now in D4. <laughs> uh, so... Real quick, uh, because we had to we had to do this call on Zoom today instead of Discord. We were just having some problems, and uh, it looks like Zoom is gonna kick us off after another four minutes. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break, 
uh, we're, I'm going to start a new call with Geo on Zoom and then get right back to it just so we don't get cut off. So everybody, I'm going to put us on a, a waiting screen here real quick, and then we will be back here in just a second. Uh, while, while we're waiting, uh, if you want to go ahead and get your questions in the chat, uh, we will answer all of those at the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, while, while we're getting this all fixed up, think of some questions you want to ask Geo, get them in the chat. All right, y'all, we are back. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, so this next question is brought to us by our new sponsor in the show, Aramis PB. Uh, they make uh, headbands and other headwear. I've got a headband that uh, he gave to me this past weekend. Showing it off right here. I actually used it. Not, not washed. I did use it at practice this past weekend. I think this one's pretty sick. He's got a couple of different patterns. Uh, he's going to be doing one giveaway a month here on the show. So uh, be sure to tune in. Also, go check out Hermes PB on Instagram. So this season, uh, there are many teams and players that are directly comparing both of the leagues here in Texas, uh, Bunkerfest being the new one this year, and then USXBL, which has been around for quite a long time. So for you, having competed in both leagues and also winning both uh, season openers and winning the MVP in both, uh, would you say that um, is it worth it as a player to be playing both series? Like if you can afford both of them, is it worth to play both? I believe it is. Uh, I mean, just like at Bunker Fest, you get a whole lot of teams, like you said, that they fly in. So you get to experience a whole lot of level from other places of paintball. Because we all, in Texas, we know, like you said, the style that they play in Dallas, the style that they play in Houston. So if you can afford it, yes. I mean, originally I wasn't going to play USXBL. And then the guys that were going to play, they're like, are you playing? I said, no, I, I can't because I can't afford it. And then I told them, if, like, as we were progressing in Munkerfest, I told them, if we win, I'll play it. So... And that was a, a good incentive to say, like, let's play harder and like let's win. So at the end of at the end of the bunker fest, they're like, so we see you next week. And I'm like, yep, I'll see you there. <laughs> so yeah, if, I think if you can afford it, because you'll see a whole lot of different teams, it's definitely good to play both. Oh yeah. I mean the cash prize at Bunker Fest, I'm sure doesn't hurt either. I think what <laughs> what did y'all win? Five grand for first? Yeah. Five grand, and then sponsors. Uh, shout out to Max. Uh, we got an incentive like covering paint, so oh. it was a big plus. So it was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, good for y'all. So uh, yeah, just getting as much playing experience as you can, if you can afford it, is a big thing. Because I know that those events are back to back weekends for pretty much the entire season. So yes. um, yeah, it's definitely a financial crunch. Um, but if you can if you can afford to do it, then yeah, just the more experience that you can get, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so this next question is brought to us by FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code in the pits twenty five for twenty five percent off of your order. So looking back at your career up to this moment, do you have a single favorite moment in your career? Uh, I mean, uh. Playing all the USXBL, HTPLs, everything at Painful Fit, getting to be noticed by like Greg Polly, Mark Johnson, uh, 
gel from AC Diesel. Uh, getting to know about those guys, it was a plus. It was just like, that's great. Like, I, I'm guessing I'm doing something right to be like them coming up to me and telling me like, keep doing this or you're doing a good job. Just keep it up. Like, that's awesome. And when you try to put in the work, and it's like, that's a big plus. When you start getting to see some of those bigger guys that have been longer than I have, just noticing you. And, I mean, through this whole period of paintball, it's just like getting to know a lot of the guys. That's another plus. It's just like a whole lot of people that you can meet at paintball. It's, it's another plus. Yeah, for sure. And I know back in what, 2018 or somewhere around there, uh, you speaking of getting noticed by Greg Pauly, Mark Johnson and Jill Stewart, you actually got invited to go to some tryouts up there back for AC Dallas, correct? Yes, correct. I mean, uh, I think it was 2018. I got invited to do, to do one tryout for AC, AC Dallas. I mean, honestly, I was like, I don't think I'm at the level yet. But getting invited, I'm like, I'm going to take advantage. It's just taking it like a big glorifying practice, just getting to practice against the guys as another experience. Like some of the, the stuff that I took from there, I try to put it into the ATX Kings. And it helped because after that, we kind of started to go up. Like we started to win USXPL, some of the XTPLs. It was, it was awesome. Oh yeah. And I mean, just what you said about building connections with others in the sport, like there's so many awesome people here in the sport. Uh, and yeah. it's great to be, I uh, kind of witness the Texas scene as a whole, kind of get a little bit more connected with each other over the last probably like post COVID I'd say. Um, cause it's, it's felt very like tribal in a sense in the past where, uh, like the San Antonio teams really didn't, you know, have anything to do with any of the fit teams. Uh, and then same thing, you know, Houston was off doing their own thing and no one really mingled. Uh, but now with, uh, especially with bunker fest, you know, pulling in all of the teams throughout the year, uh, I know USXBL was primarily like fit and X factor and you really wouldn't see so much Houston involvement in the USXBL because they had their own Gulf coast series. And so they all uh, did that event up until the championships. But now that we're all kind of together for all of the events, it seems like more and more uh, teams, players, individuals, they're building these connections with um, other teams from other places. Like you're seeing, especially teams from the Valley I've noticed, like they're coming up more and more and, you know, scrimmaging, playing with guys at X factor guys in Austin and yeah, just building those connections. And it's great to be getting a, getting those looks. Cause like those guys in the Valley are really good. Uh, mm -hmm. and be like, just, you know, as a player getting more, uh, experience seeing the different styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like at Bunker Fest, we were playing some of the guys that were coming from, I think, New Orleans. I've never played anybody from over there, so it's like, it's a great experience. I think it's like 13, some type of name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Team 13. Team 13. So it was really cool to play those guys because they play a little different than what we do. So it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, the team that Jesse Stevens coaches. 
Oh, there you go. Yep, and they will be at Anaxel uh, as well, playing in D3. They ended up in the Titans bracket, so we'll get to play them. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, speaking of NXL, uh this weekend is the NXL Lone Star event where you will be again competing with Austin Notorious D4. So what are your thoughts about the layout and what are some of the things that Notorious D4 line did to prepare this past weekend? Well, try to get more of that communication uh, on the field. Uh, try to get those guys. I uh, like since we won back to back, we feel like we have a bigger target. So. You shouldn't stay like level headed and then just keep that communication as it has been working in the past mm-hmm. two events. We didn't did anything special. We just mainly try to keep that communication still on point. Uh, some of the guys are going to go practice, I believe, at the, on Thursday, tomorrow. I unfortunately won't be doing that because work, but uh, the, the layout looks fun. I think it's going to be kind of chaotic people are going to be like you mentioned earlier like getting shot of break definitely think that some of the guys are going to be just getting through the middle but it's going to be a fun layout comparing like the bunker fest that was just big open field just holding lanes Mm -hmm. this is going to be fun where people are going to be more aggressive on one or the other side oh yeah definitely uh very different than what we've seen so far uh, and even compared to the first NXL event, that that one was very slow and technical and cross communication things like that. This seems to be a lot more smash mouth. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, should be a great event. Um, let's see. This next question is brought to us by Get That Shot. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at Bunkerfest or NXL. Um, and this is a question I ask everybody that comes on the show. So are there any anybody in Texas, teams, players, brands, projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think in Texas deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Well, I think in general, like all the teams in Texas, uh, there's a lot of teams like us that were just coming up as well, D4 guys. Uh, the whole paintball community, like they're paying attention to all of us. Like you said, the place to be. Got a really good competition. So, I mean, some of the guys in my line, like, they're really good. Like, hopefully you'll have them later. And, like, just everybody, like, in general, all the teams. Yeah, uh, Texas is at a really good spot right now. It's an exciting time. I call it the arms race that's going on right now. Uh, So, uh, real quick. Uh, I've got another question that I wanted to ask you earlier. So uh, for anybody that's in the chat, if you got something you want to ask Gio, we're here at the end of our episode. So now's your last chance to get a question in. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to ask you, as far as some of the other players that you've gotten to play with over the years, uh, something that was very notable at USXBL was that your line had Tyler Spies on, who is a former AC Dallas pro player. Uh, you know, did his time in uh, APPA purgatory and uh, finally deranked enough so that he could play D4 again. So what was it like getting to have a player with that much experience on that team with you? Well, I mean, he, he's been coaching a lot of the, the notorious guys for a while. 
I know that in 2019, whenever I went to play World Cup, he was there coaching them as well. He's a great coach. Shout out to him. Um, he knows the game very well. And, you know, his communication is way better like than everybody else, like once he's in the field. Uh, just hearing him, getting to hear his voice in the field, because it's different when you hear him as coaching. It's like, I need you to do this, or did you get pressure going here and that? It's just getting to hear, getting to hear his voice in the field was just a different feeling. It's just like, it's awesome. Like knowing him, how higher of a player he is, it's just an awesome to share the field with him. And the plus was that when he came back to play, because I know he's been out of the game for a while, it was just mainly coaching. It was just great to have a first place when he came back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a plus. I bet. Yeah. I mean, when you've waited for that long to be able to play locally again, then I would hope that, you know, you're not getting knocked out pretty early. So that's, that's definitely a lot of waiting and patience paid off for Tyler. So, uh, it's good that he gets to be able to play locally again. Um, so looks like that does it for our show. Uh, this final question is brought to us by compete message him on Facebook or Instagram and mention in the pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So Gio, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Well, uh, shout out to all of the guys that play bunker fest with me, U6PL with me. Uh, there's a lot of guys. I mean, they know who they are. Shout out to all of you guys, all of the old guys from the ATX Kings, everybody that knows me, shout out to you guys. Hope to see you in the field again. Uh, whether it be Bunker Fest, U6BL, uh, NXL, um, it's always a pleasure to play against like some of the guys that I know. And shout out to my sponsors, Virtue, Outlaw, Paintball, my home field, Max, Powerhouse, Lux. Shout out to Sheldon, uh, Bearball. So, yeah. Yeah, shout out to you, Gio. You've been uh, a powerhouse in the game for a little while now, and it's uh, cool to see that you're getting all the success. And you definitely deserve it. You've definitely worked hard for it. And I think pretty soon we'll see you competing more and more on uh, bigger and bigger stages. So uh, hopefully, looking forward to seeing that. So everybody that's tuning in, thank you all so much. Uh, and also thank you all for your patience as we were dealing with some, uh, you know, fixing some technical issues here at the start. So be sure to go follow Gio. That's at Giovanni Cardiel on Instagram, all one word. So y'all, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. I want to give a shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot, paintball, Kumite compete, hustle town, paintball and Hermes PB. We will see you guys next week for episode 46. Stay tuned for the uh, schedule for May where we will have episodes 46, 47, 48, 49, and episode 50, the big one. And y'all, I'm just going to, we've, we've got the schedule ready and it's a banger. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so definitely stay tuned. And then of course, if you're at NXL this weekend, uh, you know, come by, say hi, let's take some pictures. If you got stickers for me, I'll take them. I've been 
slowly adding stickers to the water bottle. I want to keep featuring everybody that I can. Uh, I just added Hermes here, one of the new sponsor. So uh, come say hi. And we will see you all next Wednesday here on YouTube. Gio, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, man.